Welcome to another episode of the PCG Project Podcast. My name is Donnie, and I'm here with my co-host, Dave. Dave and I have been playing tabletop games for years now, and we created this podcast series to share our view on the games we play. That's right, Donnie. In order to summarize our thoughts, we have decided to break down each game into five standard categories that we think are important to discuss, which include setup, learning curve, game balance, replayability, overall theme, design, and cost. At the conclusion of each podcast, we will provide a ranking in each of the five categories Dave mentioned. Our rankings are broken down into three categories, thumbs up for good, shrug for okay, and thumbs down for bad. As you can tell, our ranking system is a very complicated creation. Okay, and welcome to another episode of the PCG Project. This month we're bringing you one of my favorite games from 2020, which is going to be Marvel Villainous. Not Disney Villainous, mind you. Marvel Villainous. Um, this game is two to four players. This age is 12 and up. And it says it's 20 minutes per player. Which, not really sure what that's supposed to mean. But the contents is it's five domains, five villain movers, 150 villain cards, 70 fate cards, 12 tile cards, 75 tokens, one vault, five reference cards, and five villain guides, plus the instructions, obviously. So, Donnie, how do you play this game? Yeah, so uh, if you listen to our podcast, typically this section is shorter and uh, easier to explain, but this game is a little complicated, so... Basic premise is there's five different villains you can choose from. There's Thanos, Hela, Taskmaster, Killmonger, and Ultron. Uh, I am partial to Thanos, even though I get crushed every time with him. But Yeah, you do. <laughs> to, to start, you uh, pick a character. So however you want to choose to do that, roll a dice, whatever. Um, once you choose your character, you get your you know domain card, which goes in front of you. And your domain card will have four different sections. You also get your piece itself so you know Thanos get your villain deck you get a little reference card and you get your, your objective book I don't know what it's technically called but your villain guide I think is what it's called and that yes. guide will tell you how you win so not everyone has the same goal every single villain has their own goal to win the game so Thanos it's to collect the five infinity stones you know Taskmaster has his own thing he develops an army and, and so on and so forth so everyone has to say out loud once they pick their villain describe your story say this is what my objective is Ultron is to reveal the age of Ultron yeah Dave's obsessed with Ultron I'm not sure why but... yeah, well it's very it's also very ambiguous just <laughs> revealing the age of Ultron right so that's the initial setup pick a character say your objective great in your hand, if you will, because this is a card game series, you know, you'll there's three different types of cards. There's allies, items, and effects within your own villain deck. There's also fate cards, which are in the middle of the deck or at the table, and those can be played by anyone. Fate cards have heroes and I think objectives or, or something. They have events, so which would go in the middle of the board. We'll kind of explain that later when we really get into the rules, but... Those will be, that's something extra just to add a little bit of a jab to the game for everyone. Great. And, and to start the game, uh, everyone draws four cards from their customized villain deck. 
And the person that read the last Marvel comic, or Marvel comic last gets to go first, which has historically been Dave. Always uh, me. Yeah, I haven't read a comic book in a, in a while. Um, but that's not what the rules say. The person that read a comic book last, Marvel comic book, sorry, uh, goes first. And what you do is you move your, your uh, villain counter onto a specific part in your domain. Like, as I mentioned earlier, there's four different sections. So I'm looking at Thanos right now. Say I move to Titan. Well, Titan has, each section has different symbols on them, which are actions. And there's multiple different actions you can do. There's gain power, play a card, activate, uh, discard a card, relocate, vanquish, and fate. So depending on which area in your domain you choose to go to, that'll tell you what you're allowed to do. So some have, you know, gain power. Well, well, you want power because the cards in your hand cost power. And I should mention that everyone starts with certain power. It depends on what player you are. If you're the first player, I believe you start with uh, no power. And second player gets like one and the third player gets two and, and so on. So you start with a little power, which is how you play cards in your hands. You can gain power if you're in a specific location in your domain that has the gain power symbol. Um, and you have to choose where you want to go within your domain, depending on essentially what you want to do. If you want to play a card, you need to play a card symbol. If you want to perform an action, certain cards have the action symbol on them. You need to be on a location that says that. Uh, if you want to draw a fate card, which is that deck in the middle, fate cards allow you to get heroes and, and you know events. Heroes can be played on other people's locations and, and kind of mess up their their objectives. So you might want those, and you need to be on a fate symbol. So. You know, there's a lot of strategy that goes into this and you have to kind of think ahead and, and determine where you want to go within your domain ahead of time. Every time it's your turn, you have to move within your domain. You can't. So, for example, I'm looking at Thanos. The Infinity Well has three power. Well, if I could, I would just go to the Infinity Well every time and just keep getting power and really stock up. I can't go there twice in a row. You have to go to a different location within your domain every turn. So that's kind of the basic premise. You move around in your domain. There's four sections. Every single villain uh, domain has four sections. And you do those actions within your domain. You don't have to do them all. You don't have to do any. You can do them all, but you can't perform an action that's not on the domain you're at. So if I go somewhere and I really want a fate car, but I didn't go to a fate location, well, you know, too bad. I, I didn't go there. Each location and domain, each four sections, also has this top spot that can be blocked by heroes. So if I go to a location with a fate draw, a fate action, I get a hero and I can put it on one of Dave's locations uh, that'll block his two power. I don't know. Which one is that one? That's the reconfiguration base for Ultron. Right. So his two power thing is up top and the hero will block that, meaning that in order for him to unlock those two actions, his two actions up top, he has to defeat that hero. So you The can, other one is a draw card, which would be huge as well. Right, so you can kind of limit your opponent's domains by pumping in heroes over there, and you can put allies as well. So as part of your villain deck, you have allies. You can s stick over allies there just like heroes as well. So, you know, that's the... Especially Thanos. Yeah, that, that's how it's played, and, and it depends. The gameplay itself will be different depending on the villain you are. So Thanos, the five Infinity Stones, I send those Infinity Stones out into the world at other players' domains, and I got to go out there and get them. So I kind of live as Thanos in other people's domains, sending allies over there, fighting their people, and trying to get those Infinity Stones back to my domain. Those Infinity Stones allow me to do additional actions. They each kind of have their own customized ability. If you're 
Ultron, the age of Ultron, what, is, what does he do specifically? So a lot of his are more within. I would even, a better example would probably be Taskmaster. Is he's, I mean, the guy, if anyone follows Taskmaster in like the comic books, he's a trainer. He, he trains people for the most part. He copies other people's abilities and he can uh, put those things right back out. So a lot of times he trains others. So that's kind of what he's doing in this game. So it's very inclusive within his board. He doesn't have to go out so much. There's a little bit in Ultron where you have to go out a couple of times to fill in your objectives or of cards or not even really objectives because I have to just reveal certain specialty cards in order to get the Age of Ultron. But Taskmaster, for instance, is hugely just in his own area because it's he just has to have four allies, each with five or more strength, and each at a different location. So it's four locations, four allies, five strength each. That's something that he can do within his own area no matter what. He can pretty much not bother with other people. Whereas Thanos, you have to bother with other people. Am I right, Donnie? Right, exactly. And so Taskmaster is frustrating to play against, uh, at least from my perspective, because it's hard to stop him since, like Dave said, he's living in his own domain. Um as Thanos, I can go over there and kind of mess with him a little bit, but it's just it's a little difficult to slow him down. I guess just to describe the kind of the gameplay of how you do things, allies are your you know soldiers, if you will. That's how you you fight. So you can play allies in your own domain to kill heroes that are that are put on there from other people, or you can put allies into other individuals' domains to to slow them down. So you know you you can. Slow Taskmaster down a little bit by doing that and, and Ultron and whatnot. No one really tries to slow Thanos down because he doesn't even care about being in his own domain. He's always out and about other at other places. If anything, he helps other people because he gives Infinity Stones out. So right. it actually, like, all I want to do is keep that Infinity Stone you just gave me and make sure you don't get it back just so I can get the extra benefit. Right, exactly. And just a quick describe of the action. So gain power is pretty obvious. You get power. That's how you play cards. Play a card's obvious. Activate is activating an ability on there. The relocate allows you to relocate within your own domain, like allies, if you will. Thanos is allowed to relocate his allies to other domains. He's the only player that's allowed to do that because of his goal to get his Infinity Stones back. Uh, vanquish is how you kill a character. So if you if you want to fight a hero, you can't just do that. You have to be on a vanquish action. Discard cards allows you to discard cards. It's pretty obvious. And then uh, protector is a symbol that if you have multiple heroes on one location, protector will say that that hero has to be fought first. Exactly. Yep. So I mean, there's there's a lot in there. We could talk about the rules for you know hours to be honest but i think we should probably start to get into the game ratings and we'll describe the rules a little bit further as, as we go through yeah i would agree with that because there's a lot that can just go into this game right so the first one is setup and learning curves so dave you want to kick that one off so i would say the setup isn't terrible so you have your board here this is, and this is the first card game in which we really have other things besides just our decks so this has a full on board you have to do, you have to do a certain piece. So you have little figurines that go with your character. So that goes originally to the side until you decide where the first place is that you go to. Then you put it in a, a position on the board. So it's a little bit more of a setup than we'd normally get. There's a, a bowl that you'd put uh, tokens into that goes in the center. 
everybody gets their own deck. You have your villain guide, your reference card, and stuff like that. So there is a good amount of setup that goes into this, but this is a much more complex game, especially than what we've been reviewing before. Uh, learning curve-wise, it was a little bit more difficult than, like I was saying, than the other games that we've rated. But once you get into it, it's really not too bad. It seems daunting at first, in my opinion, but you get that deck down, you start drawing, you have your different cards, they say it right on there, what cards are what, you have your villain guide that you're supposed to read ahead of time. Once you get into this game, the learning curve, not too bad, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, um, I mean, this. I don't want to unfairly put this against other typical card games because it is still a card game your, your whole premise is based off of your hand your deck uh, your items your allies and so on but the setup is a little bit more difficult one thing is the fate deck has certain so you can only put characters in the fate deck that align with the characters that you choose so there's certain ones with thanos and certain ones with taskmaster so you really should be going through the fate deck at the beginning of the setup and stripping out those characters that aren't being played so there, there just is a little bit more to, to do Learning curve wise, I would agree with that, that the first game when we first played this, I was overwhelmed, to be quite honest. But once we played through it and I kind of got the gist of it, it really is fairly easy once you get through that initial hump of, well, like it's, it's not the typical two page rule book that, you know, we're looking at. It's 15 pages of rules and there's rules on each individual's villain cards that kind of somewhat supersede the rules within the rule book, dependent on your character. So it's a little bit more of a thought exercise than a typical card game. Well, because that's also a thing that's worth mentioning. Um, obviously, if it's on a card, it would supersede the actual rules. So, for instance, my relocate as Ultron can't go to anybody else's domain. But obviously, if I grab a card that says something about relocating to another person's domain, then it's okay then at that point. So it, it, it does have a lot of different rules to it, a lot of it, different bit superseding and things like that. Way more than a normal card game, but for what it is, it, it's fairly simple to get once you get it. Right. Uh, game balance. So I would say that this game... I would have said it's not balanced the last time I played because I didn't realize Thanos could just relocate his allies anywhere. He has like a kind of a carve out where he doesn't have to abide by the rule that you only relocate within your own domain. So I keep playing with Thanos because I like him and kept getting crushed because it's a really difficult dom like villain. But I was playing with him wrong the first couple times. And now that I've kind of hashed out some of those rules, I'd say that the characters seem balanced. It, it does seem that Taskmaster wins most of the time. <laughs> Uh, for whatever reason, yeah. he just wins. I don't know if he's just too easy. You know, we've played it a decent amount, and Taskmaster doesn't always win, but he seems to win a lot. So I, I'm going back and forth with the game balance in my own head, to be to be honest. Yeah, um, so Taskmaster does end up winning a lot. I think uh, when he doesn't win, it's mostly because we haven't played as him. <laughs> Other than that, well, Thanos was it seemed super unbalanced but once uh we really dug into the rules which really isn't too clear which would be more on the setup and learning curve to be fair 
Thanos seemed very difficult to be, but we had to kind of dive in to figure out that his relocate can be to anyone's space, which other than that, you can't. So that's why it's a little bit weird. Um, once that's in place, I would say the game balance is, is fairly even. There's definitely some characters that win more than others, but for the most part, I, I don't see it being too bad now that Thanos has been kind of etched out. Yeah, I almost want to take Taskmaster out of the conversation and say the other four balance perfectly. Yeah, I mean, uh, Taskmaster, is, he's pretty good, but he's also <laughs> one of my favorite villains in Marvel Universe, so I, I have a hard time taking him out of the equation. After that, we're going to play the replayability. Yeah, so this is a, a longer game. The whole 20 minutes per person on the box, Yeah, I, I think it took us a little bit longer to play. Um, but I don't... It's not like one of those games that you'll play five, six times in a night. You might play it two or three times in a night or just one. You know, it's definitely one of those games where you invite people over to play Villainous. You know, you know... You, Oftentimes, a lot of our other card decks or games that we'll review, it's an add-on to the end of the night, or you can play it quick. But this is a game that you invite people over to play. Yeah, because we've definitely played it multiple times in a night. There's no question about that, which says something about the replayability in general. But yeah, it's definitely it's the forefront game at that point. It's not... Hey, while everyone's here, do you want to play Exploding Kittens? I guess we'll play. And then you end up playing four or five games. When you're playing Villainous, it's, do you want to play Villainous? Yeah? Okay, we're in it for the night. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Our next is overall theme and design. So I'm going to kick this one off. I'd say that this one may have an unfair advantage because there's just more to it. It's not just cards. You know, the cards themselves are, are, are fairly good. But if I was just putting up the cards versus other cards, I'd say that they're okay. But this one has a whole domain deck and, you know, different counters and pieces. And there's, there's, a, there's a lot more in the box than just the cards. But not to say that the cards aren't, aren't cool. You know, they're, they're well-designed. They're clear-cut. They're, they're decent. I made sure to take out the cards at this point while he was going over this design to try to sway him because I'm going to be honest with you. I think the cards are fantastic. Um, They have great art on the top. Then underneath they have the name of the card and the description. They have the what indication of what card they are, the amount of power it takes to play. Then if it, Happens to be an ally, how much strength it needs. I would say these cards are designed extremely well. I would I would say they're really great. I mean, they do have obviously a big backing. This isn't just an independent game company for sure. But I would get, I mean, this is the, the well-designed. The boards are, are, are well-designed. There's art on each location on the board that you that you put your piece onto each symbol has a different design to it i would agree with donnie in that this is a completely different style where there's way more to do so there's way more options of art and things like that than you would get in a normal game so you kind of do have to take that with a grain of salt but 
in general, the deck of cards that we have is pretty well designed. And our last category is cost. Um, so, I mean, I guess just to put this in premise before we, we tell you the cost, typically our card games are, you know, a, little, a deck of cards. This has that, but this has multiple decks of cards because there's the fate decks, there's the five villain decks, there's specialty cards, and then there's kind of, you know, each board itself and pieces. So, you know, before revealing the cost in my head, this should be a little bit more expensive than standard card games. So I guess, Dave, what, what a, you were the one that bought this one. What is the cost of this? You would think that it should be, but this is really only a $30 game. For what what did we go over on last week? It was a small game. Uh, what was that? Taco versus burrito. Yeah. And that was less expensive, but it did say, I believe, at Walmart to be $28. Yeah, somewhere in the 20s. So I got to say, for $30 for this game where you have different pieces, you have boards, you have uh, just just a bowl for your tokens in the middle at this point for $30. That's a, that's a way different situation. You're not just getting a deck of cards. You're getting a lot of different pieces here. Yeah. I didn't actually know the cost when I was just kind of spitballing as Dave was looking it up. Um, but in my head, this is a 40 to $50 game just to kind of put it in perspective. Cause there's more in there. It's a full box. You know, it's, it's, it's a full box of, of items. I would agree with $50 easy, but 30 bucks. So time to go into our ratings. Um, I guess before we do that, I don't just to spitball. Did we miss anything in the rules? I mean, you you win once you complete your objective. I think it's pretty obvious. Everyone's objective is different. So Thanos, once I collect all six Infinity Stones, I win. Ultron, once you reveal the Age of Ultron, uh, Taskmaster, once you um, have four allies, which I said earlier. Each with five or more strength at each different location. Hella, she is a little bit different. She needs uh, tokens that you'll grab from the middle. But even that, that is uh, compromised with, with, I believe, allies. I don't have her right in front of me, but... Yeah, and then there's Killmonger who got to kill Black Panther. Yeah, and he has to do explosives and things like that. So it's, it's nice because there's a lot of different ways to win depending on who you have. It's not just a straightforward game, but the gameplay itself is pretty straightforward. Either way, you get power in some places. In some places, you draw a card in just some spots. You can relocate. The strategy itself is pretty self-explanatory for all characters. Yeah, I'd say the hardest thing for me playing this before we go into the ratings is deciding whether to go on the offensive or defensive because... It's just as important to limit people's ability to win their objective as it is to win your own objective. So it's kind of difficult to decide, like, what's my tactic? Am I just going to purely block someone or am I going to try to win? And the fate cards can throw everything into disarray, too. So every different villain has certain fate cards that will really detriment them. And frankly, any fate cards can really kind of screw you up in general because they do take off the top two. So each location, I don't know if we said it, but each location just has four spots you can use. So when a certain hero card or a a different on opponent's villain's ally card go onto it, it takes up two of those spaces. 
And what Donnie was saying earlier about the protector is you have to defeat that protector first. So you can't necessarily, sometimes it'll be a really strong protector that'll be on there. So it'll be really hard to get back on it. Now, if you have two, that's half of your spaces, half of your utilized abilities per space taken up. That can be very detrimental to you during that space. So there's a lot of different strategies that goes into it. Like I said, Taskmaster, you can kind of stay in, but if people keep crowding up your spot, then it could be more difficult. Whereas Thanos, he has to send his people out anyway, so maybe it doesn't matter if he if his own domains are crowded up as much. Right, exactly. And one example of what Dave's talking about is Wakanda Forever, which just makes Black Panther come back against Killmonger like consistently there's a bunch of fake cards that just bring black panther back stick it right in killmonger's domain and i played as killmonger once and it was very frustrating because he just kept blocking <laughs> and he can come back from the dead like so the fake cards are have can heavily swing the game yeah so, that's huge don't even get a bad shuffle on that one for <laughs> sure right uh, so all right i think we go into our rating so the first rating is setup learning curve okay i'm gonna have to give this one a thumbs down it is a lot. We're putting this in the card game category, whether you agree with it or not. It is a card game. It's based off of a card. Majority of it is based off of cards. This is a much bigger setup than the rest of our games. Yeah, I'll go shrug only just because it is learnable, if that's a word. Uh, but yeah, it's it's not as. It's not as easy as I feel like it could be if they just had a little bit clearer of directions. Well, my big thing on that, just to also chime in, is uh, the Thanos. Thanos thing. We really didn't have the knowledge of... So a lot of games we thought Thanos was super unbalanced, which obviously we'll get to on the very next category, but we thought he was super unbalanced because he could not move his characters which he needed to do for his objective to another person's domain unless he had a card but apparently you can just do that anyways we could have skipped that on the rules it's a very large rule book that could be on us but we played a few games and that was a big overlap i'm looking at it right now it's the last page of the rule book within this there's like five paragraphs on this page and it says one sentence with the exception of Thanos, you know, relocate abilities do X, Y, Z. So that's all it says is with the exception of Thanos. And it doesn't explicitly say Thanos can do this. It just says he's accepted, like he has an exception. So like implicitly it says he can do that. So it's kind of just confusing. We had to, I think we Googled it. We watched a YouTube TV. It was like, it was difficult to figure out. It's a little bit on us, but frankly, if it's a little bit on us and we have to really look it up, then... I'm sticking with my thumbs down. Yeah, we need to be spoon-fed, to be honest. <laughs> like, it should be with the rule book. Um, all right, so game balance. Uh, I'll go with game balance. I'm going to go ahead and say two things here. It's going to be confusing. Excluding Taskmaster, thumbs up. But my true answer, shrug, because Taskmaster just wins. I don't think <laughs> Taskmaster is that good if you really know the game and you really know how to play it. I would say with that with that realization in the rules with Thanos, I would give it a thumbs up. They did a really good job with how many factors are in this game to balance it. Even with the fate cards as well, 
which I, I thought Donnie was going to mostly focus on those fake cards, but he didn't. I'm going to bring him up, but I'm going to still say it's a thumbs up for this guy. Yeah, I mean, I usually go with the whole strategy thing, and I do think you can strategize to win, but I just I don't think I've ever beaten Taskmaster. Just straight up. I just can't beat him. It's because he's the best villain there is. <laughs> Uh, um, all right, replayability. Dave, you want to kick that one off? Replayability, uh, I'll put it as a caveat. I'm going to say thumbs up, but you'd have to go into it and say you really wanted to do it. I, I do think it's a thumbs up. You can absolutely play this game multiple times in one night. You will want to. It's You'll want to get revenge on your teammates. You'll want to play with different villains, but you got to say it ahead of time because this is a long game. Right, even though I'm, I've been going shrug, shrug for the first two, it's a thumbs up on replayability because, you know, I may not think it's perfectly balanced, but I want to be Taskmaster. Like, it, it, it's a good game. It's it's well done. It's fun. And who doesn't like these Marvel villains? Yeah, I mean, he'll never be Taskmaster, but we'll go to overall uh, theme and design. I'll give this a thumbs up, too. I know I was kind of iffy on the cards themselves, but it's it's good, you know. Like Dave said, there's a lot of money thrown at it. The details are really good. Thanos looks like Thanos. Hulk looks like Hulk. It's 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 done in the way that you'd expect a Marvel game to be done. Yes, the drawings on the card are fantastic. There's a lot of different unique pieces involved in this. Just the reference card. There's even just a, a nicely drawn out art piece on the cover of the villain guide. This is absolutely a thumbs up for me. Right, and the last one is cost. Yeah, that's going to be... I mean, we were just kind of discussing it. If you didn't expect us to give a thumbs up on this, you haven't been listening to our other uh, podcast, so that's on you. You should probably listen to our other podcast, wherever you find your podcast. I might go random here, and I don't know if this is allowed, but this is way cheaper than I thought it was. I'm going to go two thumbs up. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the PCG Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our review and rankings. As always, you can find us on anchor.fm under PCG Podcast or anywhere you find your podcasts. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can find me at defunkafu on Twitter. And you can find us both at PCG underscore project on Instagram. All episodes will be accompanied by a blog post on our website, pcgproject.com. Thank you for joining for this week's episode, and until next time, keep playing and game on.